Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Young is now with the San Francisco 49ers. Montez Sweat to Chicago. Joshua Dobbs is the quarterback now in Minnesota. We had all the headlines throughout the show. And uh, we started uh, today's show with more discussion about Connor Stallions, Michigan sign stealing, and the photos and uh, screenshots that had surfaced from the FS1 broadcast to uh, on September the 1st, the season opener, where Central Michigan on the road at Michigan State and someone uh, appears to look very similar to Connor Stallions wearing sunglasses at night, decked out in CMU gear. Let's also say it is a complete failure of Central Michigan if they don't identify who this person is immediately and set the record straight and and say it's not him. They've admitted they're investigating. They're just issuing these statements about investigating it. It's him. If it wasn't him and Central Michigan didn't just say, hey, this is such and such who's on our strength staff, what a crime by Central Michigan University. It's him. Amy Fullen, the uh, AD. Him. We became aware of these photos late yesterday. We're in the process of determining the facts surrounding Come them. Come on. Uh, you, that, this was in East Lansing. And uh, we got Nebraska and Michigan State upcoming this weekend. And Timmy B. Tim Brando Tim joins us. He's Brando. on the call for this game. Uh, Tim, what? First of all, great to see you. Uh, we've got the college football playoff rankings, uh, the first ones unveiled tonight. A lot to get to, but how about the story that just continues to mount on Michigan sign stealing and Connor Stallions now for the first time, uh, apparently on a sideline at the season opener with Michigan playing the following day. Oh, by the way, didn't you guys hear I had a stalker, and that was a game Spencer and I had uh, the first week of the season. Oh, uh, Central Michigan and Michigan State, and. Uh, yeah, I had reported it to uh, a number of authorities in and around the East Lansing area. Um, someone that obviously took issue with some of my tweets and or X's, whatever you call them now. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm making light of it, but yeah, it was our game. It wouldn't be the first time that a game that uh, yours truly broadcasted that came up uh, in a court of law as something was uh, being adjudicated later on, which I suspect this one will. Uh, at some point in time, it may go that far. But um, look, I, I have uh, I have long since made my my uh, views on this public, and uh, until such time, okay, until such time as someone besides the NCAA uh, is is in the middle of investigating this, all right, um, then it's a non-story. Yeah, it's a non-story from a football standpoint because the NCAA, from my perspective has zero credibility. And uh, since 1984, when it lost its financial monopoly over college football, has gone out of its way to do everything it can to undermine what college football is all about. And frankly, I think the bigger issue here is it's up to the commissioners of the conferences. And uh, my friend Tony Petiti, who's now in charge of the Big Ten, understands this, as does everyone else including his counterpart over at the SEC, the other behemoth of college football, Greg Sankey, until they understand that they are going to have to take control of things 
and govern and 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 really preside over their sport, then nothing's ever going to get done. We had this situation crop up when Mike Slive was in charge of the SEC. Now, we were not talking about a competitive advantage, but we were talking about the selling of a player, okay, by the father of Cam Newton. And we knew for really a month and a half that Auburn was culpable. But guess what? The NCAA, with the help of Mike Slive, the then commissioner of the SEC, was going to not be a part of this because it was <laughs> the bottom line is that that investigation would have probably been ongoing as we speak today. Okay. There's just no, <laughs> we're, if ever there were proof that college football is a rudderless ship in terms of governance, this is it. Now, I'm not letting Michigan off the hook. I think that there's no question that uh, as the story continues to unfold and the evidence continues to be uncovered, we're going to see that uh, Jim Harbaugh may be in a world of hurt down the road. He's not now. He's not. Un unless and until the Big Ten decides on their own, all right, to make this uh, a game breaker for the Michigan Wolverines program. And I don't suspect that they will. Because knowing Tony Petiti as I do, um, you know, due diligence must take place here. And that due diligence is going to last well through this season. And the NCAA's due diligence, last I checked when the FBI was involved, took over six years. And what really wound up happening to Kansas basketball or Auburn basketball or LSU basketball or any of those schools that were involved? So, you know, I, 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 again, it's a huge story. But the fact that we're having to spend time on it right now pisses me off, okay? Pisses me off. And this is why the NCAA has no business being involved with college football. Run your men's NCAA tournament, which funds all of those non-revenue producing sports, and stay the hell away from college football. Now, it's up to the leaders of college football, those college commissioners of all 10 or maybe as of the Pac-12s, extension nine conferences to take this up find a czar find someone that can adjudicate matters both on and off the field properly so that college football can flourish as it has been flourishing for many years instead in the middle of the season as we head for november which have we have the games to remember we're having to deal with this dribble if they want to hire dan wetzel pat 40 ross dellinger go get them Go and get them right now because they're a hell of a lot better than your infractions committee and your enforcement committee. They uncover everything. Why do you suppose that's true, fellas? I'll tell you. It's true because the NCAA chooses not to be transparent. They choose to back channel this through leaks to the media that they've done for generations. It sucks out loud and it needs to stop quickly. And the men in suits, the men that are in those smoke-filled rooms, um, the, the CFP can get involved. You know, they can get involved with the commissioners because that is the infrastructure of college football. That's how this has to be handled because the NCAA, number one, in my mind, doesn't have jurisdiction any longer. Number two, doesn't care to do anything but hurt the college game because they don't make any money off of it, and they haven't since 1984. And number three, they don't have the manpower to enforce anything anyway. And why are we in the situation that we're in with the NIL, with the transfer portal? 
because why the Supreme Court voted nine nothing that what they were doing was against Sherman antitrust laws. The bottom line is the NCAA has no business being involved in college football any longer. So the people that are smart enough to know this need to take the necessary steps so we can get on with this. And stories like this, and 11 years ago, the Cam, no, 13 years ago now, the Cam Newton story was back in 2010, almost 13 years ago. These stories need to go away because it's damaging a great sport that a lazy media doesn't want to cover on the field anyway. Well, Tim, I'm totally with you on the NCAA and their, their lack of authority or, or power here and where they fell or in the credibility. past. Or yeah, credibility. And, and, well, here's the thing. This is the opportunity for a commissioner or member yes. institutions of a conference to take over. Because if they how are... Long have, how, long have I, how long have I been asking hey, for Zar? I, I, I'm how with long? you. But here's, here's, where <laughs> I'll, here's where I'll counter what you're saying. Because this is what I get tired of also. The NCAA looks mm-hmm. to Congress to solve their problems because they can't, yeah. right? And yeah, then yeah. conference commissioners look to the NCAA to solve their problems. And schools yeah. look to the conference commissioner to solve their problems. Mm-hmm. Michigan State took 24 hours to decide whether or not they wanted to play the football game against Michigan. They had this information. That's been confirmed today about mm-hmm. Connor Stallions in a central Michigan coach's gear mm-hmm. illegally right. scouting their team and all this going on. If they felt unsafe or they felt like there was a competitive disadvantage, they could have told the Big Ten office, you know what, we're not doing it. Yeah, We're going to yeah. be the well, one to draw a line in the sand and say, we're not playing it. If you want to tell us we're going to forfeit, it's going to force your hand to do something. At some point, someone's got to step up and be the whistleblower or be the one to say, yeah. we're not playing well, Michigan, or they mm-hmm. just go on and win a national title. And no well, one says the, anything, right? Well, yeah, well, let's, let's, let's go back in time now. You're talking about the Central Michigan game that Spencer and I had on FS1. They were already a month and a half, maybe two months, into an investigation that they already knew about with their football coach, Mel Tucker, and chose not to deal with it and not to say anything about it until said date, until what happened? A leak. Then they had to deal with it. So that's why Michigan State was was not necessarily in a position to be possibly thinking about bailing out of the Michigan game. The issue here is this, fellas. But okay? no competitive disadvantage. Commissioners, no, no, no. The com- absolutely. For what Mel Tucker was doing. No, I understand that. But I'm just telling you that they're not being the, – the leadership at Michigan State's not being transparent either. Okay? They weren't with anybody when it came to their head football coach and the circumstances he faced. All right? The, the, the leaders of these universities are the presidents, and the commissioners serve at the pleasure of them. So the commissioners are dealing – all right, all of them, whether it's Sankey in the SEC, Petiti in the Big Ten, Mike Oresco, my friend over at the American Conference, the Big 12 with Brett Yorma, they serve at the pleasure. See, it's the, the construct of, of college football and the way it's governed. So many fans don't know, don't care. They just hear NCAA and they think it's all under that umbrella. It's not. And it hasn't been for a long time. But we have this triangle of leadership, all that's scared of the other arm of leadership. And those presidents, okay, it's those presidents of those schools that give what little power the NCAA still has. So those presidents want all that money the commissioners are able to negotiate in television for them, but they they want to they want to play that highbrow approach that we are part of the NCAA. I got news for you. The NCAA is a corrupt body. 
How much longer do the presidents of these universities want to be connected to a body as corrupt as the NCAA? All they've ever done, all right, is legislate against human dignity and then kill every opportunity that young men had until such time as the Supreme Court voted nine nothing. Okay, you couldn't get the Supreme Court to be in unison on anything other than the fact that the NCAA was operating outside outside their auspices okay so let's come to an agreement here if you're going to play the college game if you're going to have college football you have to let the people that understand the sport govern it and adjudicate it because you have given that up from the moment that you said we are going to inherit name image and likeness we are going to inherit the transfer portal and move forward because the ncaa said we don't want to deal with this. It's outside our purview. Well, act like it. Don't allow the NCAA to screw up your college football season as it is as we speak right now. Other than Michigan, the only seat at the table for the college football playoff committee this year is at Rutgers uh, from the Big Ten. Um, what do you expect tonight with the first rankings? Because this does, while we have a long way to go, this does yeah. set the table for where is Michigan? If they drop one, can they win one to get back in? It does kind of set up the hierarchy of how you make it make your way to four if you're one or two and you lose one along the way. It gives us a pecking order tonight to start with. Well, you, 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 you've seen my top ten this week. I've had Michigan number one for a while. I think what is the point differential? 38 per game. They it's, dominated everyone they played. Yes. Listen, the, the bottom line is uh, if you're going to look at resume, you're going to put Ohio State number one. If you're going to look at who's performed at the highest level and should be number one based on the performance, it's going to be Michigan, regardless of the of the schedule they've played or lack thereof. Same really true here of Georgia, who I think is permanently in it too. I think Florida State is a lock at three. But in my poll, if I were part of the committee, and I'm not, obviously, but I think what the committee will do is they'll err on the side of strength of schedule and put Ohio State in the one hole simply because of who they played, and they'll let Michigan fall down to four, keeping them in, but also because of the quote-unquote the way it looks, which I think does matter to many on the CFP. They don't want to reward a team coached by Jim Harbaugh with these kinds of allegations being number one in the first college football poll, so they'll flip it. And uh, in my in my view, the majority of them uh, will vote for Ohio State to be one, Georgia two, uh, Florida State three and and uh, Michigan four. I, I believe it would be just the opposite in my top 10, but that's the way I see it. And, uh, you know, <laughs> the uh, what you do tonight really doesn't matter. It's what happens as we get closer to that last one, the first weekend in December. And at that point, they can do things based on strength of schedule and the way things look and how it's going to be landing with the public. They'll do all of that now, but in the end, they're going to go with the four teams that uh, provide the biggest brands and the biggest television ratings to their um, uh, their college football brand invitational, which is what it is, has been, and will be until we go to 12 next year. Well, Tim, this weekend you get to talk college football on the field, and you've got a team that is <laughs> a, 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 a share atop the Big Ten West right now with a chance that? at winning the division with Matt Rule and the yeah. Nebraska Cornhuskers against Michigan State. Hey, always a pleasure to get you on the show. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Uh, as we to start to learn Happy more, to I'm sure it. we will talk more on-field football like we normally do with you. Thanks so much, yeah. Tim.
Well, I look forward to that. Thanks a lot, fellas. Yep. Uh, uh, my guess is at the game, he'll see a lot of uh, sunglasses and goatees yeah. in the stands. Yeah, it's yeah the the post Halloween costume will, will be just yes. that for sure. Yes, um, he's right about the NCAA. I, I don't want the NCAA to adjudicate this. Well, the, the one I thing, think if people are truly angry, they need to step up and say something or do something. Even, but even if the NCAA did, there's an appeals process that is lengthy in the Big Ten. If they were to do something, it would go before the, the their own board of infractions. They would approve it. They couldn't add to whatever Tony Petiti wanted to do. They could reduce it. But here's the thing. Based on what I've been reading, there's no appeals process for Michigan. If the Big Ten wanted to do something yeah. and it was approved by the rest of the conference, that's the intriguing part. That you know, He's right. The committee is going to do based on what we've seen on the field. Michigan has been dominant. They've been great. Yeah, they have. More headlines straight ahead. We'll talk trade deadline in college football. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Sixth of Peabody location with Lehigh Beard, Old Smoky Moonshine. How about Timmy B getting fired yeah. up? Well, the Athletic uh, has obtained more photos of the goateed sunglasses person. Can we just say that it's him? Well, no. So we can't because no one else uh, is willing to say it. Like, I, I want to be able to say it's him. But I, uh, what I asked when I came to the studio today, are we sure this is him? Because no one's willing to say it. Like, uh, Central Michigan's the only one that can look into this? I, I want you to... Hear Are they going to call Michigan I, and ask? I do want you to hear me out when I say this. Oh, it's him. If it's not Connor Stallions. Oh, I know. Central Michigan University is dead to me forever for not coming right out and saying, oh, that's uh, Tim. That's our guy. That's our assistant strength coach. Or that's our quarterback coach's brother. Or whatever it may be. Oh, I mean. The fact that you release a statement. We know, but we don't know. And say it's under investigation. To me, is confirmation. It yeah. is Connor Stallions. Because you don't know who it is, but you're pretty sure you know who it is. And that's Connor Stallions. If this is someone that someone on that staff, anyone knows, and it's not Connor Stallions, and they said, we're putting it under investigation, Central Michigan University, the Chippewas, dead to me forever. 
It's him. Also, keep in mind it's that him. one of Michigan's Big Ten opponents told The Athletic that they have in-stadium surveillance footage that shows someone filming their team sideline from one of the seats purchased by Stallions. So you've got that done by smartphone. This is the first time we've seen alleged uh, video evidence of, of him on the FS1 broadcast with Timmy B uh, and Tillman on the, on the call of uh, allegedly it's Stallions on the sideline standing next to the director of recruiting for Central Michigan, as well as the offensive line coach, Chad, who's signaling in plays, I believe. Um, uh, others are saying like he's covering his face, his plays are being made towards his direction on his sideline close to him. I mean, you're right. The fact that they're, oh, we're looking into this, we're investigating this, uh, no further comment at this time. Okay. Um, it's someone that wasn't a part of the staff that's decked out in Central Michigan gear wearing Adidas pants and sunglasses and a hat. And Michigan plays the next day. This is on September 1st. They, Michigan yeah. opens on the Look, 2nd. Tim's fired up about this. He hates the NCAA. I get it. I, I've got issues with them as well. Very easy to um, to not like what the NCAA has done. He's, he's right about virtually every point he made about the NCAA. I, I will say this, though. The Big Ten, member institutions in the Big Ten, schools, everyone is complicit in this problem I have with this process. They all want to pass the buck on to someone else. When the NCAA gets an unfavorable ruling in court, they don't want to do anything anymore. They want Congress and Senator Tommy Tuberville to figure out their problems for them. When the, all of the Big Ten, reportedly, based on people who talk to coaches, they're all pissed off. They're up in arms. They're angry. Michigan cheated. They've done this. It's been systematic. It's wrong. It created a disadvantage. They want to tell that to media members, but hey, that's not my job to talk about it. I'm not, I'm not going to say that publicly. Pass it on to the university president or the AD. University president, AD, angry. What do they do? Pass it on to Tony Petiti in the Big Ten office. And meanwhile, Tony Petiti sitting there thinking, I'm not doing anything to derail a possible national champion from my conference until what? until I get word from the NCAA. Ongoing investigation cannot comment. Those are the four words you will hear repeatedly. And it's BS. If you have information, and you know who's got information? A third-party law firm. Not one school, not the NCAA. A third-party law firm turned all this over. They have it. They've given it to the other schools in the Big Ten. They've seen it. If they've got Michigan, they know it. They've got it. Say it. I don't care if Tony Petiti's telling the conference not to speak or someone else. If you truly are this angry about it, someone on a podium somewhere say, Michigan has gone above and beyond anything that's ethical in the sport. They have created a competitive disadvantage. They've got had their head in the sand about it. They're almost taunting us with it. They're flaunting what they've done. They've got a staffer in Central Michigan gear on a sideline against a rival, helping them out and scouting us. Just say it. I'm tired of everyone passing the buck on this. What's going to happen, though, Hutton, and we all know it, is nothing. Well, but, but They're going to be allowed to well, continue playing this year, and I the think, season will play itself out. Yeah, yeah, and I think a part of it, too, is for all the coaches. I mean, we're lumping everyone together. I think a lot of them are passing the buck because number one, they can. And number two, they don't want the attention because while they might not be doing the exact same thing, they may not have their own version of Connor Stallions. 
there's probably someone somewhere that has dirt on them doing something else. Not necessarily scouting, but something else that would violate a rule that could turn into something more than what it is. I mean, it, it all goes back to CYA and off the record versus putting your name behind it. And right now, Shiano's uh, the one guy who said something at halftime hinting about it. You know, there, there have been others that have been like, yeah, we, we've known this is going on for a while. Matt Rule commented on it. But Saban's asked about it on McAfee last week, and he's like, I really don't know much detail there. I mean, I, I don't know how you ignore it. His response is put a, something in the headset, you know, or in the helmet, a communication device. Yeah. Um, so could the Big Ten step in? Well, I just – look, I, I, maybe no one's really angry, and, and they're, they, just, and they they're acting angry about it. I'm just saying if you are truly angry, then you need to be the one to do something about it. At some level, could be an opposing coach – could be an AD or school president, could be Tony Petiti in the Big Ten office. It's not going to be the, the NCAA. No, it can't be right now. Until everything plays out and everything it, happens. But it can be the Big Ten right now. Yes. They have a sportsmanship policy they could point to if they wanted to. And it, Well, but, this is, again, this is to me, Hutton, an opportunity to lead. But I mentioned this last week. If you want Tony to be Petiti a leader in this. Tony can step up and be yeah. the guy. If you want to be a leader... I, I questioned you, this last week on this. You've got the goods on them, which we don't know that they do. We've got all this photo evidence and all all these texts and everything else, but we don't know what the full level of goods are on Michigan. I, I I've well, been th- consistent. those behind the scenes know more than the public knows. Yeah. The media knows right if now. T- Tony Petiti should know. Is is the point about this, right? Sure. He knows all the goods on Michigan. If he knows, and they can't refute any of it, then he should act. I I've been consistent with this, and I'll say it again. It is one thing to gain a competitive advantage for yourself. If what we're seeing with Connor Stallions in Central Michigan gear against Michigan State, and they have in some way puppeteered other programs or sent sensitive information or illegally scouted material to other teams in an effort to affect all of college football or to negatively affect their rivals... That's one of the worst scandals I've ever seen in college football. Well, but think about it from this angle. It's one of the worst I've ever seen. Central Michigan is investigating whether or not it was Connor Stallions on the side. How about the Big Ten look into it? Because it's impacting one of your member schools. And though the NCAA is the lead investigating body, hint, hint, it's the media for them, uh, the Big Ten has direct involvement if they want to because it's impacting the rest of the member institutions and programs. And... So the league notified all members of the Big Ten whenever it was told through the NCAA that an investigation had been started. Uh, and, and they notified all the programs that were going to be uh, scheduled to face Michigan. Michigan State, of course, the first. Chad, there's also, since then, so much additional information that if, if they wanted to do their own conference investigation they would notify michigan if that happens penalties are coming because the way the structure if discipline rises beyond the standard level for violations of the sportsmanship policy which states that actions are so offensive to the integrity of the competition that those are punishable tony petiti has the exclusive authority to determine that he then will propose sanctions penalty discipline whatever That would go before an executive committee that is a room filled with representatives from the Big Ten schools. The committee then approves that discipline, 
They can't add to it, but they can reduce it. Once that's determined, there is no appeals process. So that is the expedited discipline path if you're looking for what could be fair and balanced based on the national championship caliber program instead of what the NCAA will do, which is just tell them to remove a banner and take it out of the media guide uh, you know, five years from now. It, it still happened. Louisville still has, you know, they don't have their banner in uh, the KFC uh, Yum Center or whatever it is now. Yeah, the Yum Yum Center. But they, I mean, they've, they've got, we all witnessed what happened. Chad, this is, uh, this is, I mentioned this last week, this is a chance for Petiti to step up and lead. However, he leads on behalf of the member institutions. Yeah, if this is truly unique, then this is truly outside the bounds. Right. Then this is truly a situation that is above and beyond anything any of these programs the Big Ten has done. It will take 13 versus one. All 13 programs uniting, telling Tony Petiti, we have seen the information, the evidence. We know that you have them dead to rights. And we have agreed as 13 member institutions that you should lay the hammer down on Michigan and we have your back. If they don't do that, that tells me a couple things. One, someone else is doing the exact same thing, which I've said from the beginning is the one defense of Michigan. If they can prove others are doing the exact same thing. Or two, they have no spine. They have no spine and they're waiting on the NCAA to do something, which Hutton, we know won't happen for three years. But no spine. We already know that because how many of the Big Ten schools, we're focused on the conference here because of the disciplinary actions that could happen but won't. How many of those institutions have had their own cover-ups? Not with what? Not with filming something on a cell phone at a game for off-site scouting, but more serious allegations and sanctions and discipline and criminal activity for that matter. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if, if you're going to internally try to slow play those issues, are you really going to press the pedal on Connor Stallions recover, uh, recording something from a seat in a stadium that he purchased with a cell phone? Like, I, I, that, that to me also speaks to where we are with the leadership process. Tony Petiti can only do what the member institutions ultimately want him to, to get done. He can lead, but he has to have the votes necessary to back up whatever he wants to do. But Chad, I mean, the other part of this too is if I'm in the room and I'm just discussing it and I'm upset about it, you have some games here to allow it to play out where you could still try to get the right thing done at the end. During the COVID season, what did they do for Ohio State? They tried yeah. to make sure they got in. So do you let the schedule play out and see what happens before you... And by just, the way, who knows how much more information we look, have by I, then. I just... I, I think the silence will be deafening. Either they all agree this is way above and beyond as a conference, and they allow Tony Petiti to use his executive authority to punish them in a big way, or they don't, and that tells me one of two things. One... Others are up to the same thing, and they don't want to admit it. They don't want to point the finger at Michigan because they know they've done the same. Or two, they're weak, and they just want to pass the buck on to someone else, and they don't want to get involved in it. I think the latter is probably what's going to happen, and Michigan's going to continue rolling right along. And again, I it looks bad. 
we all agree that right now it looks really bad for Michigan and what's been going on. But if no one else comes out and says, this is absolutely not happening in college football, and this is totally unique to Michigan, and this takes it to another level, if no one's willing to say that, then we can all just continue to speculate and infer on what's happening around the sport and not know one way or the other. What's interesting, too, is Michigan has had more comment on the record than a lot of the member institutions. Yeah, it, on it the is, record. It is because on. They, they've commented. They've on, suspended Connor Stallions immediately. Yep. And uh, according to reports, they removed an offer from across the table to Harbaugh. I mean, they're, they're doing more that's been reported than what we're hearing from the other institutions. It's a great opportunity for Tony Petiti and the Big Ten to show they can lead. Tim Brando's right. The NCAA is not who's going to lead college football at the major level moving forward. Who will lead? It's going to be the commissioners and or commissioner. If Tony Petiti has the evidence that levels Michigan and he acts, he is in the front row seat to be the leader, not Greg Sankey. Greg Sankey would never do that, ever. Would Greg Sankey do that to Alabama? If this was all the same story, and he had all the evidence that Alabama and Nick Saban were doing it, would he hammer them and cost them a chance at a national championship? Absolutely not. If Tony Petiti shows he has that level of decision-making ability and power and authority, Tony Petiti is the front-runner to lead college football moving forward. Again, I don't know what all he has. But if he has all that evidence and information and he can get consensus with the other 13 programs and do it, he's in the leader in the clubhouse. He is your commissioner of college football moving forward. If not, more confusion, more weak spines across the sport. That's all it is. Yeah, not what he has, but what he wants to find out, right? That's all a part of this too. But ultimately, Michigan's going to be one of the top teams in the playoff. We'll preview that next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sixth and Peabody, our location, Yeehaw Beer, Old Smoky Moonshine. Glad you're with us. Brando uh, sent in a, a message saying, man, it just, he was fired up over the Connor Stallions discussion with Michigan. And he said, hey, we absolutely need to discuss it, but it covers up what is a great college football weekend on tap coming up. He's right. Yeah. He's right. Well, yes, it does cover up the talk about some of these games. We'll get into it in my top 10 on, on Friday for sure. People are still going to watch the games. You know what people aren't going to watch? Purdue, Michigan. Even though we're talking about Michigan all week. Right. But, but also... Because that's going to be a blowout. But also, like, we're, we're discussing a lot about this and how much does it really factor into what we're going to see Michigan do on the field. Right? Like, and what they're allowed to do on the field. I, and I... With the playoff committee. I'll just keep going back to I, I don't fully know exactly how much of an advantage they got. We know it's something of an advantage. They wouldn't have kept doing it. But it's more about the, that's the what we depths that they went to, not the advantage that's, or disadvantage, but how they went about doing it. I think it's about all of it. Like I, I need to know how this affected them. 
We know it helped them, but how much? We need people to weigh in and speak honestly on it that are in the know, that, it, that would it, know about but it. But it's more than just stealing signs. It's it's about the, the depths at which they're brazen about doing so, meaning you've got Connor Stallions allegedly on the Central Michigan sideline in CMU gear for the season opener at I Michigan just, State wearing a sideline pass. I can't believe they were this You know dumb. what I mean, though? Like that, if, you're, if we're just getting that, where are we two weeks from now? With what we will see. Yeah, and I'm still having a hard time believing Michigan was this dumb. I know. And this brazen about it, but clearly they were. And uh, you know, he's, uh, he's allegedly paying fans and to go to games. Here's what we don't know right now is, to me, the ultimate fallback for Michigan has always been, this is a college football issue, not a Michigan issue. And others will be exposed. There are other programs who've done the exact same thing. There are other programs that have a staffer assigned to do this that's been buying tickets at games, it's been on sidelines, all of it. If that's the case, Michigan would want that exposed yes. sooner rather than later. I don't know that it's the case. I, I, most of the people we talk to or that we've heard from would say, ah, this is, I've not heard of this. I've heard of certain things about trying to get signs, obviously, but not to this extent. Well, How about I don't know that we'll ever fully know. This quote that's circulating from Jack Harbaugh from 2016, a long time, a, a, a fantastic coach and a lineage of, of course, his sons, yeah. John and Jim. Jack Harbaugh and Dan Lebetard in September 27, 2016, asked if John or Jim cheated. Quote, I never looked at it as cheating. It's creative ways for winning. <laughs> that's a lot of, to me, that's, that's a the great sentiment of it. a lot of what, Former coaches are saying about this. Chad, you and I have heard from some. They're like, ah, there's, I mean, I've seen worse. You know, or we've certainly seen this or that. And the penalty and infraction for what we saw in the NFL, way different than the way they're handling it right now at, uh, in Ann Arbor, for instance. But it, it goes to show, like uh, the, the Safe Harbor report from Pelissero and, and Rappaport on Sunday morning. Like, just not, just don't assume that Horbaugh just, you know, hop, skip, and a jump away from being a head coach in the NFL next year if this reaches a, a level to where the NFL deems him uh, doesn't meet the standard for uh, entry into the league as a coach. Like that, that, that would be the rule that they would, the bylaw that they would point to. This could get to a much different level than where we are now. And, and as far as like the hype around it, like – what what feels probably like a eight eight and a half is probably at a five because what is an eight and a half we're about to see in four weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Scott on Twitter X says this is like getting in trouble for counting cards in blackjack. If you can sign steal, great. You shouldn't be punished for it. I don't care how elaborate it is. Um, a you get thrown out of the casino. Oh, worse if you're doing that. Okay, so this is not like counting cards in blackjack. B, it's a clear violation of a very, very clear rule. Let's not lose sight of this fact, okay? Watching a TV copy of a game, watching an All-22, and deciphering signs or having someone on staff assigned to do that is not technically illegal, okay? Whether it's frowned upon or not, I don't think it's even frowned upon. I think it's just what happens. People are trying to do that. It's a reason that 
programs have five guys in different colored shirts sending in signals or have big black curtains going up over the guys right. from behind as they That's do it. it because they know people are trying to get their signals. That is a part of the game. Scott and everyone else and Michigan fans who argue this, this is not – there's no gray here. It's black and white. You cannot scout off-site. You can't. It's against the rules. Since 1994, it is very, very clear. I watched Dan Mullen talk about this on ESPN over the weekend, good friend of the show. He said, yeah, you can't scout off-site. There's no gray area here. They are knowingly breaking the rules when they do this. So put that out of your mind. If you want to come back and tell me Michigan's not the only one doing this, fine. I'll hear your argument out. Maybe 75% of the big schools are doing it. I don't know. I know what I've heard. I know what the rule is. The rule is you cannot scout off-site. If you have proof, other programs do the exact same thing, bring it to us. Let us know. But there's no gray here. It's clear violation of a clear-cut rule. Let's get that in all of our heads before we move forward. Chad Clemson right now, there are four games remaining at four and four. They are... We'll have a week off. No, excuse me. They've got uh, Notre Dame this week. They host Notre Dame. Then they will play uh, home against Georgia Tech. They will face off at home against UNC, and then they visit South Carolina. Dabo's back-to-back weeks now of not getting into it, but jumping in and getting passionate in a response to fans that are calling into the the head coach's show. Last night was more warranted than the previous. Uh, But... Where do you think Dabo is on November 25th as they leave Columbia, South Carolina? Well, Dabo seems to be almost daring his administration to fire him. Um, And that he would go somewhere else and win immediately. And I don't necessarily disagree. So last night, Tyler and Spartanburg, I think it's Tyler was his name. Love to play the audio. We can't. Tyler and Spartanburg goes on his coach's show, Dabo Sweeney's, and says, exactly, says something like, hey, uh, you make 11. I wish I could do a Tyler impression, Hutton. I, I don't have a good South Carolina accent, or I would, since we can't play it. He says, hey, Coach, uh, you know, you make $11.5 million over there, and I just think, you know, quoting Proverbs, you're a man of faith, Coach, and quoting Proverbs, I know that pride comes before the fall, and ever since 2018 that it's been a lot of pride, and it, the program's changed, and you seem to be fat and happy with it, and I don't know why we're paying you $11.5 million for you to go four and four on the season, coach. Uh, I'll hang up and listen. And Dabo comes on and goes on an impassioned five-minute rant saying a lot of things that are very true and I completely agree with. Appreciation and expectation, right? This was a program that appreciated the wins and respected the wins and enjoyed them. And now it's become a level of expectation where no one appreciates anything anymore at Clemson. He says, we've had 11 straight years. We won 10-plus games. Amazing. He says, a year ago, we lost to Tennessee in a bowl game. They won 10-plus game for the first time in like 20 years. He said, you know, they're, they'd be thrilled with that type of record, right, that we had at Clemson in the last few years. There are three programs in the last 20 years to win two-plus national championships. It's Alabama, Georgia, and us. He says, you think Frank Howard ever had a bad season? You think Danny Ford had a bad season, who won a national title also at Clemson? We've all had bad seasons. Now, I think where 
if I had to media coach Dabo Sweeney, he destroyed this guy, by the way. He also said, oh, I'm not going to... And again today in the press room. I'm not going to be spoken to like I'm, I'm a 12-year-old from you. But he said, Tyler, I'm sure you've never made a mistake professionally. Now, Dabo also, in the middle of this rant, says, it's in a good season. It's a bad season that we're having right now. I get it. We get one bad season here, and then we'll try to correct it. I'm going to do everything I can to correct this moving forward. But when you go to the level of... If they want to let me go, my president, my AD, the board of trust, fine. I'll go somewhere else and win. I don't know that I would go that far if I'm Dabo. You're making $11.5 million. It is a disappointing season. I get the level of frustration from some dude who sounds like he's 23 years old calling into your show, talking to you like you're not a grown man. I understand it. I completely empathize with that emotional response. And I think it wasn't overly emotional or angry. He laid out a lot of good points about his career and his tenure at Clemson. But Hutton, I don't think I would have gone as far as to say, go ahead and cut me loose and see what happens when I go somewhere else. When he, when he, then he said, he'd go ahead and apply for the job. But his news conference today, he didn't back away. He's like, he referred to the, his new friend as the, the idiot caller. He's like, this is why coaches don't take calls right here. You know, if you want to learn what Kath- Kathleen wants or what her favorite ice cream is, you can listen to a different coaches' show. Yep. And he goes, he's getting he, he's getting the vocal minority of the fan base that's upset with four losses and missing out on the college football playoff for the last three years. And then here's the quote. I had some idiot go Old Testament on me, and he got an Old Testament response. Bravo. Yeah. Bravo. Now... <laughs> <laughs> he, he goes on. He goes on to say that, as I said last night to my new friend, I've been a part of failure many times. I ain't never failed on anything I've set my out to do in my life. I will fight for this program, and hopefully, we can get back to some appreciation around here. But here's the thing: uh, he's got to he's got to embrace the ever changing landscape of college football, and ultimately, it's not going to be about Tyler and Spartanburg. It's going to be about the five star, in you know, L.A. Or wherever, you know, uh, Tallahassee, where you're battling one program over the other and you're winning out. Are they going to continue to do that? Chad, where are... Well, so, Hutton, this was the equivalent. Like, this is... Uh, we talk about old man strength. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, call in. Like, you know, we, we've all tussled with our dad before or our uncle, and we might be in the height of what we think is our athleticism in high school or college or whatever, and there's something about... Our old man or our uncle, we play one-on-one basketball, whatever, that they look fat and out of shape and they still just manhandle you. It's called old man strength. It's called dad strength. What Dabo did in this situation is basically take Tyler and Spartanburg, put him over his knee, and give him a good old solid spanking on the rear end in front of everyone to hear. I will not be spoken to like I'm a 12-year-old. I don't know what you've done in your life, but I'm 50-whatever years old. I've done this, this, and this. It was, it was a tour de force from, from Dabo. Now, having heard the audio of the, the caller, I didn't think he was as belligerent as I would have no, expected. No, 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 no. You know, based on reading the transcript of what was said, he wasn't as out of line as I thought. But I thought Dabo handled it well. Now, the big question is, as you alluded and to... And he says Hutton, criticism is warranted. Yeah. Can he be the guy to resurrect right. what is a... I mean, let's call it what it is. It's a nosedive that Clemson's gone through in the last year and a half. 
They are nosediving right now in critic- college football. Criticism is warranted. If it's constructive is he be criticism, the one to can you hear it? Yeah. You know, can you embrace it? Chad, college football playoff, the first rankings announced uh, in a couple of hours. I've got Georgia number one. I know the consensus is it's going to be Ohio State. I've got Georgia number one and Michigan number two based on what we've seen through the dominance. Georgia's number one in the preseason. I think they're there as the two-time national champs. Ohio State's in at number three for me, followed by Florida State, securely at four with the Pac-12 on the outside looking in. How do you see it? Hutton, I've uh, got a little bit of a different okay. setup than you do. I am going Georgia number one as well. I think Ohio State has the two the two best wins. Yes. All right, I think Washington yep. has the one best win over Oregon, but Ohio State winning at Notre Dame and winning at home against Penn State, I've got them number two. Florida State, clear number three to me. I give Washington right now who would be the Pac-12 champion the nod at four. Michigan's looked very impressive, hasn't played anyone. I've got them at five. Oregon at six with the one loss to Washington. Three weeks ago, had we said Michigan's going to be at five because they hadn't played anyone, I would love to hear that argument. If they make that argument tonight, it's going to be considered a flat-out lie yep. because it's going to be thought that they're considering everything that's going on outside looking in. Just give some clarity. Just answer clearly on whether or not it's even a factor in where you rank Michigan. That's all I want. That's right. Back at it tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern. Hot by with Hunter Withrow right here on the Outkick Network.